0: Okay, y'all, there's a new Sega game out, but it's only in Japan, and I, I was going to tell you about it, and then you can tell me if you think that we're ever going to get it in the U.S., because I'm, like, back and forth. Should I download it off the App Store in Japan and not really understand what it's saying, or, or, you know, like, wait for it to get here? Okay, go ahead and tell me what it is. Okay, so it's called 404 Reset. Oh, cool. Which, right? Yeah, it seems pretty cool. It's um, made by Sega and Yoko Taro. And, like oh you love your guitar, right? Maker yeah, he of made
1: near and uh probably other stuff. Yeah. Oh, the other stuff he's got to have done something.
0: <laughs> so the game opens on an alternate reality. Let me be clear right now. This isn't a bit. This is a real game. I'm sort
1: of bracing myself for a bit. I got I wanna, my... I want to
0: be very clear right now. This is a real game. This okay. is not a bit. The game opens on an alternate reality in which Sego won the console wars. Oh. And they are the single most dominant pop cultural brand in the world. So I don't understand
2: what's different. Like, how is that different?
0: <laughs> like, for example, you're driving in your your car, right? Yeah. And you yeah. get to the the traffic light, and instead of a red light, there's a robotnik.
1: Okay, so oh, it's like cool. it's like Man in a High Castle, but say yeah,
0: and like you want to <laughs> you want to you want to go, <laughs> and it goes beep beep beep, and it turns to Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, okay, and
1: Mario so okay. that means
2: go. I guess that does mean go. That that actually yeah. there's a, a an inter- a through line, an internal logic to that that I actually really like. Although would it would be
1: blue means go now, so you need That's to fine. adapt. to or that. We can well, make Sonic also, green? In, like we can in, have fun. in
2: Japan,
0: blue already means go, so you're okay. Whoa, really? Yeah, Mm. blue and green, it's a a whole thing. Wow. Um, Okay, so it seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting.
2: Who do you think you play as?
1: I think I'm like a regular boy living in Shibuya. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. No, that's a good guess. Um,
2: Uh, I'm going to say Samba de Amigo.
0: Oh, oh, no, that's a very good guess. No, you don't play as any of those. You play as video game franchises, like Altered Beast, reimagined as... Sexy Anime Girls. Ah, uh,
2: there it is. There's the bit. Well, no, it, no, it's real. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> I know no, it's real. There's re- no bit. <laughs> no, it's real, but you have chosen to bring it to the table for discussion today. Right. Um, there's lots of games where different brands of you know, motor cars or um, professional sports teams are magically turned into... Nescafe. Uh, anime girls sure. to then have dates and go on dates with. But we don't talk about a lot of those on the show. No.
1: This seems to be breaking the mold a little bit.
2: Yes, you're right.
0: And it, honestly, this isn't even as strange as it goes. Like there is, There's a version of this based off of just a, a real Japanese battleship cool they turn into like a a, a a cute you know girl I well, guess like what is like the columns girl look like yeah see you, you ask that
1: there is a columns girl there's I, I want to know a what she looks like how do, of... you, how do you interpret columns in the form of an anime girl yeah, she's very tall
0: oh. Well, uh, columns girl I can actually tell you because I'm looking at her right now <laughs> um, she, she's my desktop background um <laughs> uh she she's a one star gotcha drop sadly she has um giant gold rings around that float around her head and little uh jewel balls tied to those rings here's the thing the the art i like it kind of delicate like it's not you wouldn't look at this and say this is house of the dead you would look at this woman and say she really enjoys slipknot
1: you know okay so it's like more it, interpretive it, is what you're saying
0: right right you right you look at xevious and you're like wow she's going to the met gala not yeah
1: wow she's xevious okay i mean the the worst part so far is that you j- mentioned that's a gotcha game so i'm now infinitely hesitant but... what
0: if i told you there was a character based off of fighting vipers does that <laughs> turn you around i don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chris
1: Plant, thank you for bringing this. Thanks for this
2: Chris Plant update.
0: I'm going to go play it. I'm not. I mean, I am. Okay. This will be a two-hander, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I'll I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, bye. Well, I just got a text from Chris. He said, kiss fantasy
2: star online. (laughs) What's that even mean? (laughs) We're in love. Crazy Taxi special attack. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game
0: of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My
1: name is Ross Froschkin, I know the best game of the week. And
2: welcome to The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a book club for video games. You're a member. We talk about all kinds of stuff here, but video games is what we will do this week. Specifically, one video game on
1: Nintendo's Switch. But almost like two games.
2: It's it's kind of a two. Ga- okay, it's oh ad- yeah, advanced, I mean- ad- Advance Wars One and Two reboot camp, which is a very cute name for this type ti- for this titles. Yeah, I guess. Um, Plant. What is this fucking thing?
0: It's a remake re release of the classic Game Boy Advance games, Advance Wars One and Two. Oh, All it's also right. like a strategy game.
2: That's yeah, it's it. It's a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. The, I usually get start there. Is yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk more about it right after this quick break. It's really hard without hoops. It is, I know. Thanks for the vote of confidence there, though. <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty good, but that's, that's fine.
0: Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year, with over five hundred million dollars in canceled subscriptions. So, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/besties. That's RocketMoney.com/besties. RocketMoney.com/besties.
2: Um, if you did not play Advance Wars, which if you're a young person, you probably did not. It it's fucking 20 years one.
1: old. What was the last? Like, when did Advance Wars years 2 years old.
2: Come? Oh, I don't know when the last, when the last one came out, because they, they dropped some on DS. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a turn-based strategy game that started on the Game Boy Advance. Hence the
1: name. Yeah. So uh, it is literally 20 years old was the last one, which was Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising. They um, didn't
2: make shit for the DS?
1: Oh, sorry. They did. Sorry. Dual Strike. Yeah. Uh, that came out in... I feel like there was another one, too. I feel like there were, like, four of these bad boys. Maybe. 2005 was when the last one came out.
2: Okay. Intelligent Systems is the developer who, uh, even if you don't recognize Advance Wars and did not play it, if you have played Fire Emblem, is the same same company. And a lot of the same sort of DNA minus all of the RPG... Stuff and
1: well, not story. I guess there's a story. So, uh, very light, story very light game. story, very little talking in comparison to Fire Emblem, which is like 90% talking, 90% talking, but uh, 90% this...
2: kissing, and then 1% <laughs> taking tests, yeah, and dancing and dancing. Well, Advanced Wars is like much more just about the sort of tactics, it's about moving your troops around a map and. Establishing choke points on bridges and outmaneuvering your opponent and capturing cities and doing sneak attacks on their headquarters and etc. It, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's
1: also maybe the only game. Well, hard to say, but certainly one of the only games that's ever been delayed because a war broke out. Mm-hmm. It literally was supposed to come out last year, and then Russia invaded Ukraine, and they were like, maybe let's not put this war game out right now. I thought, I thought you were t- so. <laughs> The original Advance
2: Wars came out on September 10th, 2001. Oh, I didn't know what? that. Yeah, so it came out in North America first. and Wow. Uh, and then it didn't get released in Japan for like three more years. It got released in Japan as part of a bundle. Uh, that was Game Boy Wars Advance 1 and 2 is the name of it. Yeah, um, Game Boy Wars, right. So, so yes, supposedly due to 9-11 and the ensuing... Uh, Maybe they should stop making these games. Yeah, they it seems like they're f- mad. <laughs> it, it, seems it's like too it, high of a risk. It's funny, like you, you, you don't think of Nintendo being a a <laughs> publisher of uh, particularly, you know, hawkish games. Uh, <laughs> and I think they've actually done a lot in this remake to to try to sort of distance themselves from that. The whole thing. Uh, has had a huge visual overhaul instead of having this sort of like top-down pixelated uh, view. It's like in a, it's in a wooden, everything takes place in like a wooden box, almost like it's like a a board game board. And all of the, all of the like troops that you move around uh, are very kind of bobble heady. Uh, and when the <laughs> troops get shot they just go flying backwards off the screen so you know every, everybody just we're just having fun it was just a fun war it, it it's totally fine I have no beef with it
0: it's very funny how much everything looks like toys except for the ak-47s they're <laughs> around. um I don't i don't
2: I, I don't care for the I don't care for the look of this game
1: well it's funny because it's not that far off from how the original looked it's just a 3d interpretation of the pixel art that was in the original like the original had you know the units flying off they weren't like dying yeah, sure, in sure. horrible ways in the no, original yeah
2: of course not it was a fucking game boy Advance game <laughs> of course not um, um but it, it, there's something about the sort of like um tactile shiny sort of aesthetic that reboot camp goes for that i uh i'm i'm
1: not so wild about yeah it's a it's a i kind of agree with you it's a taste thing and it doesn't super i i certainly prefer anything like you can
2: play it however but it's uh you're gonna be looking at music is fucking fantastic though yeah weirdly weirdly multi-genre folky jazzy sort of stuff happening uh that i did not expect um i don't play a lot of games on handheld with the sound on because i'm usually like doing it in a room with other people but this game kind of demands it because it's it's funky as hell
1: i like to picture you griffin in the middle of a party and you're just in the center
2: yeah yeah russ that's exactly what i meant <laughs>
1: that's exactly what i meant you got me i'm going to a lot of parties and uh, whipping out the days. switch yeah and pulling out the switch and i mean it's nice wars. of you to keep the volume down that that's very <laughs> considerate
2: we're, we're dancing around talking about advanced wars one and two reboot camp because i genuinely don't know that there is a ton I to actually say. have a lot to say. I, yeah. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Okay, well, go I, I got go seven. You go, you go first. Okay. Well, my stuff is like very up its own ass comparisons to Fire Emblem and why I like Fire Emblem more than Advance Wars. Let's okay. go for it, because I feel like I'll have the opposite take. Okay, good. So um, the thing, the big difference, I would say, about Advance Wars, and there are a number of differences, but like obviously at a glance, they're both turn-based strategy games. Between Advance Wars and Fire Emblem is... The units in Advance Wars are intentionally disposable. So the idea is you can, and you're supposed to, like send specific units essentially to die so that they can, you know, you are able to conquer more ground because you're using like a heavy tank to block this bridge so that the smaller units can like move in and and conquer um, uh, cities. And that's like a totally reasonable and encouraged strategy. And there are even ways to build new units. As you're playing, you earn currency in a specific match, and you use that currency to, like, generate new units. It's it's a lot closer to, like, more of, like, the RTS or, uh, like, even Civ me- methodology of, like, you're just, you know, kind of creating these disposable units. Right. Um, and that's fine. I, I'm not knocking that. I think part of my frustration with the core of Advance Wars is a predictive thing, which is to say like so much of the game requires you to say, oh, because these units are on the field, I have to use these units and I'll kind of like get the edge over the competition in that way. Yeah. And there's a weird guesswork involved in like, is this unit going to kill this unit? Because it'll tell you like, oh, you're gonna do like 60 seven percent damage. But I don't but there's like mushiness And I'll frequently like go into a battle where it's like, oh, you're going to do 95% damage. And sometimes that'll fully take out the unit. And sometimes it'll leave the unit with one health. And the difference between one health and no health is enormous. Like it means you have to like spend a turn to take the rest of that unit out and they could like pull back and heal themselves. And it's just a, a weird design choice. And I don't fully understand why it wouldn't just tell me. Oh, for sure, it's going to be. It's going to do seven days. Yeah,
2: it's. I. I I did not enjoy my time with this game, which is wild because I remember really liking it on the Game Boy Advance. But I feel like this genre has come a long way, baby, uh, Mm -hmm. in the twenty intervening years, and that introducing a sort of like stochastic element to a tactical thing. I'm not familiar with that word, Griffin. You just dropped a ten letter word on it. What is Yeah, that? that's yeah. I no, I have I'm really got a lot of words. Stochastic. In Let's this
1: go brain. back and define stochastic. Like randomized, like random. Oh, it's just randomized? randomized. Okay.
2: Um, I'm gonna use it. Cool, take it. Run with it. Uh it's 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 really frustrating. It's really, really quite frustrating. Uh and then when you start to throw things in like fog of war, yeah. Uh then like all of a sudden that guesswork that Russ is talking about has like an additional layer on top of it where you don't know where the fuck anything is, which is not a new concept for strategy games, but like just moving a troop forward a few spaces and then it stops because it hits some invisible, you know, medium tank, and you're like, oh well, he's fucking dead. Um bye. See catch you later. Um also like every because it is not it doesn't have that sort of Fire Emblem RPG style stuff. Like every match, every uh map is self-contained. Yeah. And so it is kind of like a it's almost more of a puzzle kind of experience because you're trying to figure out the best way to uh fulfill each map's win conditions and then you do it and then that that one's done and it's on to the next one. Uh I, I don't know, man. It's it, a little less it, grippy, it, I think. Yeah. But it sounds like Plant has sort of the
0: opposite Yeah, take. Plant
1: drops some knowledge.
0: I mean I I enjoyed it <laughs> casually. You know, I enjoyed it, I guess, for what it was, which is, like, an old game. It doesn't feel to me, you're correct, it doesn't feel like it, you know, sits alongside any modern strategy game. It feels like a really pretty version of an old Nintendo strategy game. Um, I thought the characters were, like, cute. The art is nice. The music is nice. The maps, especially early on, are... Extremely easy, especially if you have it on the normal difficulty setting and not the classic one. Um and there's not a lot of story like Fire Emblem and all that stuff. So I think what I enjoyed as somebody who likes the gamey part of these games was being able to get into the action very, very, very quickly. I think I had it in my head that I would spend a lot of time like in tutorials. Um, learning how everything works. And that was true for maybe the first half hour. But after that, it's pretty good about being like, hey, this is a level where we teach you this. You could also just not learn it and just figure it out on your own, yeah. like without us having to tell you. And that option was great because then the levels actually became like video game levels rather than something that Nintendo does sometimes, which is um, this weird like call and response of, now you do this and then you do it and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth.
2: I, I I what's frustrating to me about what you just said is that it does feel like there is a prescribed way to beat to like beat the levels. <laughs> Early on, at least like you, you are given the <laughs> the hint by Nell, who is sort of the your your advisor and teacher of all your tutorials and stuff of like, hey, you want me to tell you how to beat this one? Because you gotta block this bridge with this dude and pop some dudes with the artillery yeah. and then capture this city to get some extra resources and then when you resupply him, he'll be and and it doesn't feel particular. At that point, it just feels like I'm kind of checking off the boxes. And even if you don't take that advice, you know, if you say no, I don't want to know how to beat this level, it still kind of hey. feels like there's really not a lot of there's a, there's another
0: way to beat it usually but it's slow so like the example there's a map i don't know like maybe the fourth or fifth map where you get helicopters and your enemy has jets and the trick very obviously early on is like protect your helicopters because it's a long and windy map if you want to go by road you know blow up the jets with some like anti-air defenses and then send your choppers with people and them over to like the uh, the other team's base and capture it that would be like the way to do it uh except when i was playing my helicopters got destroyed pretty early on because i was being dumb and thought i could make more helicopters i could not i could only make more ground units so then i had easily an advantage in terms of being able to just make ground units faster than the other team so i was able to get to the other end of the map by ground it just took like 45 minutes
2: Which is not fun. Yes. Traditionally.
0: Yes. I mean, I enjoyed it because I liked making things, you know, blow up. Um, But when it was all said and done, I was like, man, I really wish there had been a fast forward button halfway through when I knew unquestionably
2: the other team could not win. And yet I just had to like play it out. Just like it. This this game is fascinating to me because I love the Game Boy Advance is like I don't think there is a platform for which i harbor more nostalgia yeah like i i own and mod many game boy advances i have a a pretty sizable game boy advance like game collection a lot of those games like are classics a lot of them hold up specifically like the nintendo published titles are like across the board phenomenal uh, and they hold up despite their age, right? Advance Wars is interesting to me because I was enamored with it when it came out on Game Boy Advance because it was such an oddity and it was so, it was a rare sort of genre to see on such a small platform, right? Mm-hmm. And so all these limitations and all of these, like, um, you know, de- design choices that these days seem a little bit frustrating, like you could kind of gloss over those because there was nothing else like it, right? But now I had this game on my Switch competing with, you know, Octopath Traveler 2. It was competing with Resident Evil 4 on my Steam Deck and, you know, every other PC game. And so, like, the novelty of playing a a big strategy game on a handheld does not exist anymore. And it kind of made me realize that, like, that is... In my mind, what Advance Wars had had going for it, and now that you know, I uh, have a computer that could launch a rocket into space uh, <laughs> in the palm of my hand. Like it's not. It is
1: Kerbal Space Program, but still,
2: it's still, uh, it's it's yeah, it's it just seems kind of like way overly simple and um, straightforward. Yeah,
1: I I, I think if. If you're looking for like the nostalgia or you whatever, you know, uh, I guess they're not on the Nintendo Switch online. I, 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 th- I think the old games are like a better experience personally, but I will say this. They were also extremely difficult. And this game does add two features that make, I think, the difficulty of this much more approachable. Uh, thing A, Plant sort of alluded to it, there is a casual mode. And I looked up the difference. Apparently casual mode gives you like more starting units when I, when you start a map and that makes a huge difference in the d- difficulty of a map um, to have like two additional tanks when normal you won't have any um, right. helps a lot. The other big feature that they added is a um, the ability to rewind the turn. And as yes. far as I'm aware, you can do that as much as you want and that, a little bit alleviates. I'm not saying this is, like, a great design solve, but it's something. Alleviates what Griffin was talking about with, like, the guesswork involved in finding the best way through a map because it does suck to, like, you know, move your best unit forward and then suddenly, oh, there was a fucking artillery thing hiding in this grassy and sea and you just get wiped out. So you can, like, rewind the turn and not have to, like, start from total scratch. So they did add some features to it, but I, again, I think... For most people, even though it can be a little like talky and a little bit overwhelming in systems and stuff, Fire Emblem is the like my go-to turn-based strategy franchise, and still is.
2: And and also because they're still making new ones, right? Like, I this is a fine remake. Yeah from a from a you know technical perspective, the aesthetics aren't my jam, but, but you know they're they're fine. Uh, but like, I, these systems. That this game is predicate like the gameplay systems are feel so antiquated, and it like
1: could we not have made a new advanced? Yeah, game? it's hard Obviously, not we're... to look at like uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake and Dead Space and stuff like that, and be like, there were probably little steps they could have taken to refresh this in like a pretty significant way without adding. Fucking a Metroid ton
2: of Prime uh, remaster like yeah. you know, it's there's there's a lot of precedent for that um but like i don't know what do you add to this game where you don't accidentally turn it into fire emblem yeah like i i i, I, I do not know yeah um, i, I yeah, just want I'll, to smooch
1: I'll, the tanks quite honestly yeah sure it
0: is true also while i i enjoyed getting into this game earlier than it took me to get into fire emblem i can easily imagine that the lack of depth would keep me away from it in the longer term if I were a person who was ever going to play 20 hours. Of this.
1: Yeah, it's hard. To, it, it's not motivating you to keep going. Right, right, right. Like, I,
2: I, I got me in, but, like, can it keep me? No. I don't think so. I feel like strategy games need some sort of... um, Like a metagame. Pro- like a progression yeah. to them. E- even if it's not like Fire Emblem, you know, dating people. Like, you know, XCOM, where you, you know, rank up, and there is some there is some consistent strategy that is like informative of how you play the game from the start of the campaign to the end of the campaign. And that's not here. Cause each map is its own sort of like self-contained thing. I, f- I feel like there's probably lots of people, people are loving this game. And I think that it is just a, a taste issue more than anything else. Um, yeah. I mean, chess doesn't have a meta game. Chess does not have a meta game, <laughs> but chess, <laughs> this game ain't, I would say yeah. that is a, um, but yeah, that's, that's advanced wars one and two reboot camp on the Nintendo Switch system by Nintendo. Sick. And that's that's that. We're going to hop into the next half of the episode now. Justin might join us. We'll see. How that oh yeah. Goes. Yeah, we're going to try and get hoops in the mix. So, we'll be we'll be right back.
1: This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately Names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture from their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply.
3: to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mintmobile for details.
1: Okay, we're back and we have a very special guest. Wow, what an honor. <laughs> Better wow. late than never, Justin Akaroy. <laughs> <McElroy. laughs> I
3: wasn't late. I was sitting here waiting for my invite, waiting until uh, uh, <laughs> Hurricane Advance Wars had passed overhead before I got Justin, to do you know what we're shelter. talking
1: about in the second uh part of this episode? Is it more oh yeah. Okay. Now I'll be honest, I've
3: stay I've stayed pretty dark on this, but I, I am I'm ready to hear about it. Okay, well, I guess, Griffin, take it away. This is, you, I feel like this
2: is being sprung on me. We're. I guess we're having a Tron talk. I guess we're talking <laughs> Tron and we're gonna fight for
1: the user today. I, ju- I just saw a picture of Griffin seemingly having a blast. The time yeah. of his life. In the world of Tron, and I just wanted to hear more Wait, about it. This
0: isn't the same picture of Griffin, like, looking like he's getting nailed in the nuts.
2: No, so I did a lot recent of Instagrams different. from my okay. most recent Disney trip. We went for Henry's spring break and I did go on frozen, Rode in the front, folks, if you do go on the frozen ride, front left seat, you will get wet. <laughs> you will get wet on your on your privates. Yeah. And, and your butt. Yeah. And you're gonna come off the ride, and then the person working at the gift shop on your way out of the, you know, Norway pavilion or whatever is gonna be like, Did you piss in your pants at Disney yeah. World? Um, no, it's this also is, weird
3: though that as soon as Griffin is in vacation mode he starts dressing like a towel boy from South Pacific like he's just it's full fucking
2: on. it's the only way to dress at Disney World is the shortest chubbies that you own <laughs> and a tank top that leaves nothing to the imagination you can say um, that you let it go <laughs> yes uh there's a very funny comment on the picture of me getting splashed on the private sim but this is it looks like the cold does bother him anyways <laughs> which is very good. um no this is this is the new tron light cycle run ride and i guess there's also a tr- there is a tron video game so we're going to circle back around to there's what the people at home love um there's a, but, new, one. Uh, there's oh, a new one yeah
3: that, yes right
2: so I, uh oh, and I mean, I will is... also talk about Tron 2.0, the fucking first-person shooter that came oh, out 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, ago that, that game Absolutely ruled. ripped ass. Um But no, mm, Tron liked, it. like it.
3: what's that? <laughs> you didn't get it on Steam. You can play it right now. Maybe oh, I bet at the time it did whip ass. I was playing it, not a joke, yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Does it not whip ass now?
3: It's okay. It's all right. You all know, right. It, it's all right.
2: Um. It's all right. So Tron Light Cycle Run, the newest ride at Disney World, just opened. Is it only up.
1: at World or is it also in the land? I don't fucking know. Uh, well, no, it's it,
2: it, it in Disney
0: Hong Kong. It's in, it's somewhere else. Yeah, oh, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah okay.
3: it originated um, or Shanghai. It, yeah, in Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: is. Uh, it is a thrilling roller coaster ride that uh, you ride. In motorcycle form.
1: You Do sit. people need to know what Tron is? Is Tron too no, old we this don't this need to explain what Tron is. Di- you get digitized and you throw discs at people. and People saw Tron ride. Legacy. They listen to Daft Punk. I mean, you are in a video game, effectively. Like, that was the premise in the 80s. Yes. So it is fitting for this podcast. We're not just totally coming out of left field. Um, the Tron light cycle Run ride, you ride
2: in motorcycle form, which means you're sort of straddling a saddle and yeah. then you lean forward to grab these handlebars, and as you pull the handlebars back, this like clamp comes in from the back, oh my God, and sort of like holds holds your back in a little bit, but you are like front mounted like you are leaning forward riding a motorcycle
3: there um, there has been a little bit of trouble recently with um uh thick kings and queens, with, yes, with thick chunky calves, yeah uh, like myself, who have been unable to fit into the regular car there is a an, uh, an, a more accessible car that you yes. can use, but by and large.
2: Um, mm. And it like, you know, blasts off and you, you do a quick sort of loop outside. It like goes outside of the ride and then you go back in for like a, a you know, a, a speed race. Uh, okay, inside. but
1: it's. Uh, uh, I guess I have so many questions. So first of all, it's not like a VR. It's like a, a roller coaster.
2: No VR, no headset, no no you know
1: three D glasses, no nothing. You just, okay, and <laughs> secondly, flags. I feel like, like going outside is the total opposite. It's fucking
2: weird, man. It's so weird. It's like you go. It, you, you, they do all this stuff. Being inside the the ride right ambiance, which is like you know a big deal at Disney World, is. Top notch. Kicks ass. There's no like, it's not like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is great, but like, you know, you walk through a bunch of rooms and have to listen to Chris Pratt, you know, talking about uh, Jefferson Starship or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and Or the Avatar ride where, like, you're walking past Navi floating in big test tubes. It's just, like, this room is dark with blue lines of light in it, and that's all you really need to know. And then it's, like, becoming digital, and you lean forward, and it's, like, get ready to jump forward on your light cycle. And then you go outside, and you, like, see a bunch of sweaty people in fanny packs. <laughs> it's like
3: this is
2: not <laughs> but then Do you, you go think back maybe
1: and, it's like an analysis of how much gaming technology has advanced oh, that they've then created a realistic Disney world within maybe. Tron.
2: Um, and then you, you you zip back inside. Uh, it is very short. It feels like it needs kind of a like a third act sort of. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys have done any of the like new Disney rides but like Guardians of the Galaxy has like a lot of sort of preamble and then it has sort of a roller coaster Segment, and then you're all of a sudden the car turns and you're zipping around a planet and watching, you know, this giant Titan stomping through space. And then you're back in another roller coaster segment, then you're traveling through time. Like there's a lot of stuff you do. In this one, it's like you have to go through these eight checkpoints. And as Mm. you go through each one, it counts it off. And then, like, 55 seconds later, the ride is over, uh, which is it seems a little bit short. All that said, it's really fucking fun to zoom forward really fast in a motorcycle. While the uh, Tron Legacy soundtrack is is playing behind you, it's it's do you get uh, the
3: sense of like the walls from Light Cycle Racing? That's a big thing. No, yeah, the uh, wall. Not
2: really at all. No, it's uh, it's which seems like a missed opportunity. The, you are on the fictional blue team. Everybody's on the blue team, and uh, occasionally you will see orange team like video virtual riders, you know, smashing into shit um which is yeah orange
1: team is russia in this scenario
2: yeah um it's it's very cool it's very exciting we did a fast pass for it which you can buy sort of uh a la carte um which i did if i
1: had to wait in a long
2: line for the ride that lasted less than a minute probably wouldn't
1: be so wild about it it's two minutes but are they selling aerobis in the gift shop uh, the gift, some of the gift stuff is wild. Did you check any of that
3: out? I've seen pictures of no, it. No, we wild. were
2: sort of, so we, Rachel and I, uh, you know, we, we had the boys and they were too little to ride it. And so we kind of had to split up and go one at a time uh, and then rush back to where the other people were. But looking through the windows of the gift shop, it looked pretty, looked pretty tight. They're doing it AM. seems like a
1: light up Arobi would be like the best Tron thing you could have. Yes. Well, just just
2: two, it, the ride is two minutes from like when it starts moving to when it stops, but half mm-hmm. of that is maneuvering into the intro and exit of the game. Oh, it interesting. Feel, it okay. feels It feels very, very short. It's thrilling, but um, I, I think I wanted a little bit more out of it. Can we talk about the Tron video game, though? Because I'm more interested in
1: that. Yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, none of us have played it. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <I'm>
0: like, oh. <laughs> I don't a, think we're
1: going to talk a whole lot about it. I think, think we're going to talk, talk about it about existing. It. It does exist. It's made by uh, Bithell Games, Mike Bithell and his uh, crew. It's a visual novel set in the Tron universe, and it's only a Great. couple
0: of hours, so we will play it presumably before the end of the year. It's fourteen ninety nine. I mean, I will play it. I guess is what I should say.
2: Yeah, yeah and then it. I don't I know, know if anybody else. Do
0: it. Yeah, Tron
2: is back in a big way. I think yeah, we can all big. Agree.
0: What? Okay, wait. So, what is up with with Tron? Right. So, as a as a very idea of Disney spending money on this, they have two movies. The last one came out like what over a decade ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet they keep making more stuff that's like not cheap. You know, there's only so much real estate for for a theme park ride. And this is like a this is a you know top ticket ride. This is an e ticket baby. Like yeah. they're 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 putting their money behind Tron. They have a new Tron a video game coming fit. out. It's a weird fit. I'm just curious, like w- why? Like, are we gonna see
2: just a bunch of Tron movies at some
0: there point? There might be a or?
1: Tron Endgame. I don't as, know about that.
2: Works. I will say that it is a welcome addition to Magic Kingdom. Which uh, specifically Tomorrowland? Like, oh yeah, there's not a ton to do, and you know we could. This is not a Disney podcast, although no. But let's be get into it because fluffy. I, uh,
0: Tomorrowland, uh, man, we need to talk about that. Oh my god, it's a real uh, problem. What have I done? Yeah, it
2: needs it needs a little bit of help. Uh, <gasps> How do I you think, make
0: a tomorrow when the, the future keeps changing every day? You talk know? to MTV, to
2: same through Um. Anyway, I don't really want to talk about trauma anymore. <laughs> I thought we were we talking about that? Tomorrowland. I was going to throw it to Hoops and be like,
0: you know, do no. you think it should go back to being, you know, 1950s space age nostalgia, or do you think that they need to do something fresh?
3: Yeah, it's 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 a big question, plan. I don't think I have time to properly explore it here. Um, but let's
1: keep on moving forward, you know,
3: both in the show <laughs> and in time, which and will bring us tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah,
1: for sure, tomorrow. I think we have a bunch of games that people have been playing. That yeah, let's they do it. Let's get honorable mentions. So let's dive into honorable mentions. Who wants to go first? Oh, I have two that Oops, I've been yeah.
3: playing. Can I? My, may I? Because I, I got yeah, two please. at the same time, and I've been annoying because now I'm like I'm trying to push two games on people at once, but they're oh, both they? really, really good. The first, uh, Stephen Swan talked about last week on the show. It's called Meet Your Maker. Has anybody else you like? Oh,
2: I downloaded it. I haven't, I haven't okay, played this, it yet.
3: That's just to re, re, uh, revisit because uh, he did last week. Um, it's like. If Mario Maker had was Doom, you know? Sure. Is basically the best but the best yeah. analogy. You're making levels, you're getting resources. uh it's just very it's a lot more fun and iterative to build a base than I thought it would be. I didn't think I would get into that part of it. Basically, you're building these levels that have a MacGuffin that players are trying to steal. It's fairly methodically paced, not really like doom. It looks more like Doom, but it's like a uh it's almost like a first person puzzle shooter. It's much more like trap heavy. The enemies that are there, you're not getting like gunfights with, it's more about like pacing and timing and aiming and stuff. Um, and, but you're always going into player edited levels, uh, player created levels. And then those resources you take back to your levels. And so you can upgrade your abilities, but also your ability to trap people in your stage. Um, you're kind of forced into having like a small level at first, um, and so it kind of sneaks up on you. Like that was pretty easy to create, like a a, a hallway with some traps in it that led to the gen mat that I, the genetic material that I was trying to defend. Um, and then as you kill a couple people, it starts to get like it grants you a little bit more space to play with and a little bit more like resources to to mess around with. And so you can just sc- sort of gradually iterate, which is a lot. I, I'm I'm into a lot more. Um, than than I thought I would be, and it's also great because you can watch replays of people coming to your base and yeah, that is cool. Traps, that's like it's so satisfying. Um, but that's called Meet Your Maker. The other one, I, I I would love to talk about longer at some point. Um, after some more people check it out, but it's called Have a Nice Death, and it is a fairly recent release. Um, I, I feel like I'm just like this plus this is a very lazy way of of describing games, but as a, as an elevator pitch. It's it's mechanically not unlike or uh, uh, Hollow Knight. You're the uh, a little grim reaper who realizes people have been dying too fast, and it's creating too much paperwork for you. So you're trying to stop these like demons who have gone rogue and are wiping people out. Um, so you don't have as much work to do. Uh, but mechanically, the combat is very much. Uh, it it kind of feels like Hollow Knight to me. It's a, a small character and a lot of different variety in the like, sorts of weapons that you're using, but the structure is like Hades, where you're taking two weapons with you in addition to your scythe, which you always have. Two different weapons or spells that change on every run, and you're unlocking new ones as you go for for uh, solid performance. Um, and it also looks uh, just amazing. So um, those are two that I've been really enjoying. Meet Your Maker and Have a Nice Death. I hope you three will check out a couple of them because I'd, like, I'd love to talk more about them, especially Have a Nice Death, I think, it kinda looks like the art style kinda remind it kinda reminds me of Little Inferno. Remember the oh, Little yeah. Inferno that like I forget who, what was the name of the, the company that made that, but it was like Oh yeah. Uh, remember the gate where it's just like <laughs> the whole mechanic is burning stuff in this
1: fire? That's
3: Tomorrow. A great, Corporation. That was a great game. Tomorrow Corporation. It looks sort of like their their uh, like cute dystopia, but it, it's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You have to see it. It actually.
1: Looks like the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah. Oh, Wow. I can't right. you had the name of that. Just like I know on the tip of your tongue. I'm you know I've got a re- repository just sitting there. It's quite a pull. Um. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Resident
2: Evil Four. Like a lot of it. Um. I f- I d- had not finished the game when we talked about it. Uh, originally and now i have finished it and gone back for seconds because i'm hungry uh, and then i finished my seconds and now i i am going back for thirds because this game the speed run possibilities for this game are very exciting and very uh very entertaining uh there's a lot of stuff to unlock right now i'm doing a hardcore just new game run no new game plus no infinite ammo hand cannon here just me and a bunch of zombies and five and a half hours to beat the whole freaking thing um man that's a good man that's a good game uh it has it has jumped up right to my my goatee spot i think for the for the year so far um which i say it's definitely up there which i say a couple weeks before a new zelda game comes out but um for now i'm just kind of Living, living in in bliss with Resident Evil Four. It's so good on Steam Deck. It's so un. It works so well. Uh, and Where do you play at uh, forty FPS? Uh, no, I think I do sixty. Full sixty. Wow. But I turn a lot of the settings yeah. down. You know, I gotta have. You know, when I'm doing, you know, quick turns, trying to no scope the worm out of a Gerador's back. It's like <laughs> I need that fucking. I need that that refresh rate to be up there, you know? You, you use that extract on Salazar? Oh, of course. You got to use the extract on Salazar yeah, if you yeah, can't yeah. afford a rocket launcher. Which...
0: No. No um, Scope the Worm.
2: This is just a real beautiful collection of words. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun. I've never played a Resident Evil game on, like, a high difficulty. Yeah. Uh, and, like, smashing my head into some of those combat encounters, like, the house defense probably took me... A couple hours wow of retrying uh, and I feel like I can tell you all of the like major combat sequences uh, in in that game from memory because I've had to try and try and try again to uh, complete them on this most recent run. Uh, yeah, I've
1: played a lot of village on on like all that high difficulty stuff and it it does make you like very intimately familiar with every like enemy that appears and every like hard point yeah. Yeah, that seems dope. I, I would like to go back and play it uh, more. Also, it.
2: just news update for everyone: uh, Peglin just came out on iOS, and there it so is. I got that downloaded and been playing that a little bit too.
1: So that was the Peggle RPG.
2: Is the Peggle RPG? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, plant. Y- yeah, I um,
0: I saw two movies that I was going to tell you about. One, I, I don't think I can recommend, but I just. Bo is afraid exists, and it's yeah. three hours. And if you like if you've ever if you don't have anxiety, and you're like, "Hey, I really care about my friends who have anxiety. I wonder what that's like." Well, let <laughs> me tell you, you can pay like eighteen dollars and go find out on an IMAX for three hours. It's an IMAX. Uh, it certainly is. Wow. Um, I don't recommend seeing it, but I know a lot of people love it. A lot of one stars
2: and a lot of five stars. But it's so no... fun how Ari Aster has sort of, uh, like, gained a certain reputation. Like, his films have a certain consistency that I think a lot of people are expecting. You know, what but else afraid is yeah, the they are the, not
0: so, getting? Well, the difference between this and, like, uh, yeah, Hereditary and Midsommar, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, horror movies, right? This is far scarier than either of those movies. But it's not like a horror movie in that sense. I I, I did not go into it thinking, you know what? I'm going to get that. I do go into it thinking I'm going to get a movie and not like a stack of someone's like therapy notes from the past two decades.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but I got it. I got it. But the the thing that I do recommend to people, because I think there will be one more screening of this by the time this episode comes out, Spirited Away Live on Stage.
2: Oh, There's yeah. There's a like,
0: stage show version of it. And they filmed it. And I think that there's like, there's, there are only like four nights that they're showing it, that Fathom events type of, you know, bullshit. Um, but you, if you can see it, you should go see it on a big movie screen because wow, is it really cool to see live theater in a movie theater? Um, even if it's not live and even if it's not real people, it still really, really works. Sadly, the last, uh, screening is tomorrow. In this no, episode. no, 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 no. The last screening is May second. There's April twenty oh. third and twenty fifth is with uh, one actress, and then April twenty seventh and May second is with a
3: different actress.
2: Oh, cool. Actress. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It,
3: now, do but any of these have introductions by Griffin McRoy? Because I only go see five of events uh, where Griffin <laughs> McRoy is doing the introduction. No, there's there's I did time. do it for the anime Spirited Away. I did okay. introduce that one. But this is that's this a is, huge da- Like that's a huge loss. Look at just why yes. did they pick you to? Have you have you yet pieced together? while why film expert Griffin McElroy was selected to introduce
1: <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> one way, of my nationwide. favorite.
2: It's one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Yeah, uh, but like a lot of people like movies. Like a lot okay. of people like it. I just shot
2: my fucking ass. I don't
0: know
3: what to no, tell you. No, no, I'm happy it happened.
1: Sure. Um,
0: I think I would like the movie just... better if you were there. You know, that one, I get Thank it. Thank you.
2: I appreciate that. It, even if you have uh, no passing interest in this, look at some of the production like shots of this stage play incredible it's fucking amazing it's yeah. absolutely incredible
0: also it, it is coming to like streaming services in july i think it, it, you'll you'll get to watch it but man being like i said it, seeing
3: this on a really large screen is super cool i um, and i also it, just want to I, even i just want to celebrate this anything we can do to make like i know it's video but like live theater more accessible yes. and bring like new relevant live theater to as many people as possible. Sure, I know a lot of people get up in arms about filming um theater and 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 a, a lot of people who live in areas where there's infinite theater are very yeah. possessive about making sure other people can't see that theater. Uh,
0: in, <laughs> infinite theater that still costs $300 a ticket so none of them can go and see it anyway. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I oh man. This is like uh my Tomorrowland thing mm-hmm. i can go on this one forever but yes yeah. support theater that is filmed it's good and
1: uh much cheaper i have a video game to talk about it as we close oh, out yeah, the mention section um it is a game called rusted moss it is only on See me on my way P- thank you <laughs> it is only on that. pc <laughs> True detective right matthew yeah, sure. that's it that's yeah fl- rusted uh, moss is his character <laughs> We have fun. You, uh, it is only on PC/Steam. It is a 2D Metroidvania. I believe I talked about it briefly because the demo was released as part of a Steam Next Fest like six months ago. The full game is out now. Um, the big differentiator, obviously, we talk about a lot of 2D Metroidvanias on this show. The big differentiator here is you basically have a bungee cord grappling hook, and you can use that at any moment in the game with 360 aiming you could shoot it anywhere you want and it allows you to basically sprawling your way through a giant metroidvania world and so the whole game is built around the physics of both the grappling hook and also like like you can rocket jump for example and if you shoot out your grappling hook at the last second such that it's like uh, extremely taut you can use the elasticity of the grappling hook to basically pull you back up into the air and do like all sorts of crazy flips and shit. It is uh, excellent and wholly creative. I feel like there's a lot of Metroidvanias where the like the movement mechanics are kind of second fiddle to the just like walking around and finding new areas and finding new upgrades. Here, the movement mechanics are like 100% the point. And uh, I've been like loving it. I played for um, a
3: very brief moment. I was really struggling with that mechanic feeling uh, good to me. And I did use mouse and keyboard as recommended. Yeah. Um, it was just like the physics of it were, were kind of overwhelming. I'm yeah. It is get used to it.
1: It is a little intimidating at first because it lets you fuck up pretty hardcore. Like you will screw it up and you'll shoot the grappling hook it, and it'll just be like slack and you'll just be dangling there. But you kind of have to just wrap your head around like how it works, which takes, yeah, it could take an hour before you like it clicks for you. And then, once you really wrap your head around it, like the satisfaction of nailing that interaction is tremendous. Justin mentioned it does recommend mouse and keyboard for what it's worth. I was able to beat the whole game on Steam Deck using controls on Steam Deck. Oh, no kidding? I don't know necessarily if it was easier or harder, but I do know that um, there are accessibility settings. So like you can turn on auto aim, for example, if you want to make the like combat a little easier, but... You are. You know, I was able gamer, to do it again. So, I don't know how much easier yeah, it is. Yeah, let's, let's
0: not erase games. that part.
1: What? You're a pro gamer. You're really excellent at games. You're good yeah. at games. Great. At I game. mean, I turned on auto. I turned on auto aim. I thought oh. it was. I just e- thought. You, I,
3: I just thought you saw that as you drove past it, laughing. On your <laughs> no, 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 no. Pro pro actually <laughs> I actually used it. Pro gamer
1: land. I actually used it, and I was appreciative of it being there. Um, yeah. I, again, it's not for everyone. It is challenging and can be a little intimidating again with the movement stuff but i thought it was dynamite so that's uh cool. rusted moss any other things i think we any did other... it i think we, I think we wow. did it i want to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on apple podcast people who wrote reviews are wreck your shit with math oh. <laughs> Dort munchman and Nub. <laughs> Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who has shared the show or written reviews or talked about it or hell clicked on a link or went to one of our sponsors because you hear one of our ads and you're like, Oh, I want to support them. Just like go to that website with the code and all that stuff. And that actually helps us a lot too. So we appreciate it. Um, what are we doing next week? We're actually going to talk about star Wars Jedi survivor. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've assured me that the game will be out on Friday. Uh, and so we will play it. And I can't uh, wait. so this coming Friday, you know, the Friday after you listen to this, yeah. we will have play it out.
3: <laughs> it's the one after this
1: one. <laughs> if you look yeah. at them in a row. You know, what's weird about this game? The franchise is called Star Wars Jedi.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's weird. It is it weird. Is.
0: The, the colon's in the weird spot.
1: Yeah. You know, anyway. That's what my doctor anyway. said.
0: Um, uh, be- hey, how about I recap really quick? oh yeah. yeah please recap these are the games we played Advance wars 1 and 2 reboot camp tron the ride at disney world meet your maker have a nice death rusted moss resident evil 4 spirited away live on stage and the film Bo is afraid which let me just tell you has a character named birthday boy stab man
3: Great! Hey, now I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, see, I knew I could. I I knew I could change your mind. Uh, That's gonna do it for us. um, The besties, be sure to join us again next week for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?